Hey guys, it is Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Looking for a gift for a loved one for Valentine's Day? Well, might I suggest something from Leon Taylor? Maybe a nice jacket, nice coat, you know, a pair of pants, slacks, or perhaps maybe even a Leon Taylor gift certificate. That's right. That way they can go and get exactly what they want, and it'll fit just perfectly. So whether something ready-made or custom-made or tailor-made, you can get over to Leon Taylor. What better way to show that you love your loved one than to get them something over at Leon Taylor? So swing on by and tell them Abdul sent you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware and downtown Indianapolis. Hey, uh, good afternoon, I guess. Are we there yet? Not quite the afternoon. <laughs> a, hey, guys, this is the last Thursday for a while, but we'll probably not see the afternoon. But, uh, uh, you know, busy, starting to become more busy. Obviously, we've seen uh, committee meetings, uh, lots of bills coming through. We're going to have approximately 40 on the calendar for next week, and uh, we're excited about our agenda bills. 10.05 went through with strong bipartisan support, an issue I care a lot about. Uh, is how we increase the housing stock in our state and working with our local and, and uh, uh, partners on that. I'm sure you're going to ask me about 1008. And, uh, you know, Representative Manning and, and our team is working with NPERS. And, and you know, we'll, we'll find the right, right landing spot. You're going to see that bill next week. And uh, uh, as we continue conversations, we're going to get that bill across the finish line. And then, obviously, you know, it's hard to believe, but next week we'll roll out the House Republican budget. We look forward to that. Um, Megan, Chairman Thompson, the committee's done really good work. They've got some final decisions to make, and we look forward to uh, presenting it next week. So with that, happy to answer questions. On the SC bill, the cost is about $7 billion and change. How does that play into what you gentlemen hope to do with that legislation? Well, I think, you know, you'll see an amendment that, that tightens up some language that I think, you know, uh, clarifies what the intent is, which is to maximize returns without getting into political and social issues. And so, you know, we feel good. That, you know, we've had good conversations in the last couple of days, more today and I'm sure more tomorrow. But, you know, we want we want to maximize returns, too, is, is, uh, and uh, we'll get there. The, the Senate has an ESG bill that doesn't carry this kind of price tag yeah. with it. Is the thought to get it to looking a lot like that one? No, or? I think we, you know, I think we can we can provide some clarity to ours. I think uh, keeps the kind of the accountability that we want in it. And uh, but again, assuages some of the concerns we've heard. How closely do you anticipate the House Republican budget tracking with what the governor proposed, especially when it comes to some of the big ticket items like education, health, textbook fees? I mean, you know, I think we'll we've always had a good partnership with Governor Holcomb, and uh, you know, look, he he listed a huge list of priorities this year, and uh, uh, you know, I think we'll accomplish many of those, and uh, we'll have a few maybe different priorities, but that's okay. I mean, the process works. He presents his budget, we present ours. I'm sure our Senate colleagues will have some ideas too. Then we'll mesh it up at the end. It hasn't come up this session, but I wanted to ask you about road funding. Um, yeah. You've probably driven around Indianapolis. Uh, the roads aren't great. Um, do you think the state should be considering changes to the road funding formula to, to allocate more dollars to Marion County? Yeah. So uh, Chairman Pressel had a bill go through this week, uh, I think this week, in the last last week or two, that has uh, a study on that to look comprehensively at things. Look, we have a great road funding plan across the state. Uh, CNBC rates is the number one road funding plan in the, in the country. Uh, but we know those things have to be looked at. They have to be continually adjusted. Uh, we did it in a very data process way in 2017 when we passed a road funding bill. Uh, we'll, we'll take the same approach this time. So, you know, it's an issue, obviously, throughout the state. People want to make sure they get, quote unquote, their fair share, and, and we'll try to address it. The Senate has a 
had uh, passed a bill, I think it was last week, Who to, expand, they? <laughs> to expand uh, residential tips, you know, yeah. limit some of the barriers to that, yeah. I guess. Curious, do you have some bills in the house kind of doing the opposite when it comes to tips, putting in a little bit more guidelines, I would say? Yeah. Curious what you think of the idea of loosening the residential tips. Well, and I mean, the TIF conversation is very nuanced and difficult, um, and, and we have a lot of array of opinions across uh, our caucus on that topic. Look, I, I, in 2019, when I was chairing Ways and Means, I supported the residential TIF. I'd still support the residential TIF. I think we need to do every, have every tool we have to, to support adding more housing stocks, important, um, across all types of price ranges. Uh, I've talked to local communities. Uh, they think it can be a helpful tool to, to encourage that. So, you know, we'll see what the Senate, I've not looked at the bill, uh, and we'll see what the Senate sends us. But look, I mean, you know, House Bill 1005 uh, is a commitment from our caucus, I think bipartisan commitment, to do everything we can to find more housing for Hoosiers. And, and I want to make sure everybody has those capabilities to do it. We're doing this session with avoiding culture war issues when we're hearing bills and moving bills that have to do with partisan school boards and transgender issues. Where do you think we're, you know, we're doing well, with that? I was a little, uh, you know, I, I want to get to meet the people, get to find who the, what the culture war issues are. I never knew that partisan school boards, which are things that are done throughout the country. Some states, they elect the superintendent. They A lot of states, they elect school boards. So, so I think, you know, those types of bills, I mean, you know, this is a body that, that takes on a whole host of bills. And uh, uh, and what gets clear, I always think at times I hear when somebody says the culture war issues, just they don't like the the, the topic. They don't like the, the the proposal, like on something like partisan school boards or school choice or something like that. So so look, we're, we're going to address the issues in front of us. Let me ask, let me ask about partisans. Yeah, let me ask about partisan school boards. Only nine states elect school boards. Uh, Forty-one states ban them, including currently Indiana. Um, do you personally want Indiana to? partisanly elected school boards? Look, I, I've been pretty clear, I think, in the past that I'm fine with it being noted. Uh, if you want to identify who your political party is and that's on the ballot, I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, I think we're going to have an interesting caucus conversation over the next week uh, about where we end up on this bill. We've got members all across the spectrum on this. Uh totally against one of making local control. We're going to have to work with the clerks to figure out what's what's possible and what isn't. So, like, you know, this is one of those bills that, you know, it doesn't split along party lines. It's, I think it's a, it, 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 you know, depends on your community and those types of things. I, I think Chairman Wesco and Representative Prescott are trying to find a way to provide more local options uh, to it, and we'll see where we end up. I, I you know, I, like, but I've said, I've been pretty clear through the last few years that if somebody wants to declare their party affiliation, I think you should be able to do it on a, on a, on a ballot. We just speak of the schools. Uh, can you give us a sort of preview of what may happen with property taxes this session? What do you guys have value about? Well, obviously on, you know, Representative uh, Thompson is uh, Chairman Thompson's working through uh, some issues for 2024 uh, in in one of his House bills and uh, and you know the, we we've had lots of conversations with DLGF uh, and you know the biggest challenge we have is like literally people are going to get their property tax bills in the next week uh, or excuse me in the next month I think actually April 10th is the last day uh, they can be in somebody's mailbox so. Uh, you know, we're trying to work through that with DLGF for as many options as possible. We, you know, obviously for, for somebody that's always believed in tax relief, we want to look to find tax relief in somewhere or another. 
whether it's on property tax or something else. Is that possible for this? That's going to be a brand. That's the challenge that we're facing right now. To be honest with you, uh, again, I'm a guy who believes in tax relief, and we've we've sent out multiple taxpayer refunds. We've cut in rates. I think you know we need to provide some tax relief. It may not be specifically on that, but for other issues. You brought up school choice. Are we going to see an expansion of the uh, voucher program in the? I would suspect that we will continue to see our caucus be strongly committed to providing uh, every option available parents throughout the state. On a bill this morning, do you think that children should have a right to privacy outside of the home or at school? And then how did, might that conflict with parental rights? I don't know what the bill was. Well, specifically, there was a bill just got passed out of committee that would bar DCS from removing a child from a home because the parent refused to uh, provide uh, gender-affirming therapy, refused to identify the child by their preferred pronouns. Do you plan to bring that up? Why should we consider that? Well, I'll be honest. I need to look at the bill I'll look at this weekend. We'll comment more when I know more about it. Well, and then there are also bills right now, though, where that would, you know, keep schools and teachers from, you know, using certain gender pronouns and things like that that may not be assigned to that child. And so, and then to inform the parents. So again, well, look, where does we, that? We've always been and, and have focused on being, you know, on a parental rights caucus and, and ensuring the parent is the, is the, uh, uh, lead person guiding that child through the life. And so I, again, I don't want to get into specifics on things I'm not well versed on. Uh, but I mean, that's been kind of our caucus philosophy. Tom, I know you've been patient. Well, <laughs> <laughs> With how do you square on the partisan school board, uh, bill uh, make, taking that step when this body just you know, a couple of cycles ago removed the state superintendent from being Yeah, I, I would square pretty easily to be honest with you. I mean, that was, you know, the state budget is, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be if not half, near half in the state budget, it always goes to K through 12. Uh, you know, wanted to align it to the, the governor and, and, uh, and by the way, the governor is an elected official, uh, and, and, you know, ultimately responsible for schools across the state of Indiana. So, uh, uh, you know, we felt like it was consistent that people were electing the governor. This is a, one of the biggest funding issues in the, in the state government. Like I said, almost half the state budget goes to education. Uh, wanted to make that top of the ticket accountable to it. How do you respond to the, the state chamber on the ASG when essentially say that the state is trying to signal to businesses what what they should do? How do you square? Why should the state take that? <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would remind you of the state chamber that businesses have a role to play, which is to run their businesses and not enter, you know, they, they, and I totally support that. But they, they can't be selective on when they want to enter into the political realm either. And in uh, the in the in the in the governmental policy realm, so you know, I, I think we we both have kind of common goals. I would say business should be prosperous and doing well in Indiana, uh, but but you know, policy should be decided by policymakers. Isn't that the, isn't that the free market? Isn't isn't that the free market though? Or, I mean, I don't think businesses are in the business of losing money. So if they're making these decisions, they think that's what's best for their business. Isn't sure. Just the free market. They, they have well, they have absolutely every reason that they. I mean, they can give. And we meet with them, I, as you guys know, I meet with everybody who walks in my door, and uh, uh, that they, we hear, we want to create an environment for them. I think, Brandon, all I'd say is that we want, you know, companies that when we're making investments, so they're investing on the best rate of return and not social and, and political issues. So, Mr. Speaker, real question. For Valentine's Day for the quarter, you know, around this time of year, something weird, stupid, kind of crazy always happens. Any idea what that we, we, we keep you guys guessing. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>
This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.